Welcome to 55 in Maine. On today's episode, we continue our discussion on line cues, but this time we park hop over to Disney's California Adventure and talk about our favorite lines there, and also if California Adventure needs to improve their line designs. Join us as we check the wait times at the intersection of 55 in Maine, where all roads lead to Disney. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This episode, well, first off, I am Mark, and I'm joined by... Spencer. In this episode, um, we're going to continue our discussion for our favorite lines or favorite cues, but instead of talking about Disneyland, we're going to jump over across the street and talk about California Adventure. Cool. And so when I was compiling my list of my top five, I was struggling a little bit mm. with yeah, I kinda was California too. Adventure. So actually my five and your five as well don't actually even exist anymore. What do you mean? Oh, is that <laughs> number five? I number got five, you. yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. you're right. Uh, they're both from a bug's land. So I think that really represents that maybe California Adventure could punch up their cues a little bit. They've done a good job lately. All the newer things they've done, they've, they, they're, moving the, they're trying. They're moving in the right direction. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's start with your number five. Sure. Uh, coming from a bug's land, what you got? So mine is the ride my... Two-year-old daughter it was her favorite ride when we had our passes recently in Bugsland, Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. Have you been on Heimlich's Choo Choo Train? I think I've been. I was on it years ago. Yeah. But I, you know, a Bugsland is typically for kids, mm-hmm. and you know, our daughter just went for the first time, so we would skip a Bugsland a lot, except for except for my number five. But got it. Uh, but uh, I would usually skip over a lot of those rides in Bugsland just because they weren't for me. Got it. So you gotta you gotta really sell me on uh, why is this one of the best cues? So Bugsland is one of the most underrated rides, and like you're saying, before I had kids, I never even went in Bugsland. But when I did have kids and went, I was kind of really impressed by the level of detail and how they have a lot of shade. Instead of the shade being actual trees, they like have built these tall like it makes you look like you're a bug and it's like grass not like a tall tree but grass is kind of keeping you shaded the lines are not that fun there's not much going on it's a lot of switchbacks but uh flicks flyers would be the longest line consistently 30 minutes and it's not a fun 30 minute wait uh the other rides um there's a ride called the the bumper cars ride which is it's kind of like in a not like a circus tent, but it's like in a covered area. Not that exciting. So I chose this one because it's never going to be more than five minutes. So any line that's a fast line is going to be one of my favorite lines. And as you're walking through, you totally capture the Bugs Land vibe. You feel like you're a bug. You see there's grass everywhere. It's green everywhere. Um, they have these really cool kind of like wood uh, handholds in line that are really neat. And they just kind of have these little sound effects that they chime in. And at nighttime, the lights, the lighting is really kind of cool at nighttime. So like we said earlier, I was struggling to come up with lines. And so (laughs) this is just something I remember fondly. Maybe I remember it fondly just because it took five minutes. That could be a big reason why. But uh, yeah, it's my number five, Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. All right. Uh, Yeah, and I I really have no memory of that. So I'm relying (laughs) relying on your memory uh, for that one. (laughs) So... My number five uh, is also from a bug's land, and that's It's Tough to Be a Bug, which was the uh, 3D show yeah. in a bug's land. 
which I think is an underrated 3D show uh, as well. Terrifying. Yeah. The I mean, scariest <laughs> thing in Disneyland is this, <laughs> well, was this ride. Yeah. Uh, and so the actual line itself is really unique. Um, you go down this ramp and it's mm-hmm. basically like you're going underground and you're underneath this tree. Like an anthill, right? Yes. Sort of vibe? Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's, it's like the ants have made uh, this space for themselves underground. There's some cool sound effects uh, that are there. Um, you're seeing a show, um, and they have some fun uh, kind of mock fake posters for mm-hmm. other shows. I, f- I f- forget what some of the names are, but uh, they're based on like Broadway shows, and then they oh nice they switch the name to be punny. And uh, mm-hmm. based on a bug or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's usually pretty cool in there. Mm-hmm. There's usually not a lot of people down there because, for whatever reason, that show wouldn't get a lot of people. At least the times I uh, went down there, and so I really enjoyed uh, just kind of spending time down there. Um, it was kind of a, a big room where you weren't actually like waiting in a line. Uh, it's yeah, just kind of right. an open space, and you kind of walk around and sit down. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I really kind of dug that uh, that line and that weight area. Um, but, again, it's no longer there uh, because they're getting rid of a bug's land for Marvel. So I'm sure this is just nostalgia, but, like, I'm really sad now that we're talking about it, sad that this land is gone. Yeah, like, I, I had a lot of really good times in this land. Yeah, my wife for sure has expressed a lot of uh, uh, kind of sadness about losing Bugsland because, you know, we're not going to be able to take our daughter there. And she really was looking forward to that. And because California Adventure does not have a lot of places for little, little kids. That's like two. Yeah. Like I mean, Mermaid and Monsters, Inc. And yeah, that's kind of and it. And then like the Wilderness Trail is yeah. kind of for kids, but probably for a little bit bigger kids. Like a two-year-old couldn't have... Much fun. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, my, my wife was certainly bummed out when they um, announced that they were getting rid of that. So uh, wh- what does that say about the California Adventure where our number fives aren't even there anymore? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, uh, they just, they need, um, they need the Marvel Land open up, okay. you know, like they need it. And, uh, Cars Land, the rides, the world is fantastic. The lines aren't the best. Like Mater's, there's nothing really that special about Mater's ride. The Luigi ride's cool when you go in the doors and you kind of see the cool tires yeah. and like that whole building's really neat. But you never. But you, but you leave there really quick. And if the line ever is in there, you're not gonna go. It's yeah. like I don't want to wait 45 minutes for this thing. So you're never gonna actually like see the line because if it is, it's way too long. And when they first opened the park, like it was just California screaming, nothing. Jumping jellyfish, nothing. Malaboomers, nothing. Um, whatever Goofy Sky School used to be, nothing. Like they definitely didn't think about that when they first built the park. Yeah. Um, so uh, our number fives are both from a bug's land. Yep. Uh, which apparently has bummed us out. <laughs> I know. I'm missing it more, much more than I thought I would. Uh, so my number four is your... Number, number one, one. Yes. so we're gonna hold that off. And my number four is your number two. Yeah. So should we go to maybe my number three? Let's do it. Okay. So my number three uh, is uh, Monsters Inc. Um, and um, yeah, 
it's a it's a fun little line because it's you're basically waiting in like a bus depot or like a cab depot mm-hmm. uh, in Monstropolis. Yeah, uh, and they have again like just from a certain perspective they're fun. From another perspective they're cheesy. Yeah, uh, but little <laughs> puns as you walk through the line as far as like monsters. Yeah, 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 and uh, uh, they've got posters of of different things. They've got like a phone booth uh, and that sort of thing. So um, a lot of things to look at. N- not uh, Usually not a long wait. I think the long stuff wait is like 20 minutes. Okay. Right? Um, so there's just enough to look at. And the problem probably with that, with that line is that I don't know how many people really remember in detail Monsters, Inc., the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they... Most of the movie takes place at Monsters, Inc., Mm -hmm. right? And they only spend a little bit of time actually kind of exploring Monstropolis. So I think this does a good job of kind of expanding the world a little bit. But again, if you're not that in tune with the Monsters, Inc. franchise, you may not really get it or care. Um, So, but I enjoy it. It's, It's kind of fun. Like the soda machines that they have in there are like, like, uh, monster goo or something. Slime, slime and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, from from my perspective, it's kind of fun and silly and goofy. But again, I know from if, you know, if you don't like it, I can totally understand, understand <laughs> why. So, uh, but it, it, it's fun. And then when you load the cab, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. So you're right. Um, so that's, that's my number three. Then do you know why they chose to have the line and they chose the ride vehicle? Do you know why? Um, so it's basically a leftover of uh, Superstar Limo, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they could have done. What's cool about that ride is that it's it's kind of a classic Disneyland dark ride. It is. But at California Adventure. But I'm sure they could have done much better with the the actual ride itself. Yeah. I would I would have leaned into the doors, mm-hmm. and you could have done some really cool things with the various uh, bedroom doors and closet doors from that from that movie um, you could even do like a walkthrough oh interesting uh, and and see where all the doors go to or, or that yeah sort of thing. yeah um, so yeah I think the kind of retheming of superstar limo to uh, monsters Inc um, probably not the best but I think they did again just enough to make it interesting so then it definitely does not fit with Hollywood land, right? Like, no. So, like, <laughs> do you think they should reskin the ride again or change the whole land? Like, get rid of Hollywood, like, double down and make it Monsters, Inc. land or yeah, something? Yeah, I, I think at this point what they're doing is – because basically we've talked uh, before that California Adventure 1.0 was all about these – different places in California mm. that you could go. Um, but there was very little Disney IP yeah. back then. Uh, very little. I think the really the only thing was like Mickey on the, on the, the wheel, right? I think so. Uh, You're right. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I feel like they've, they've leaned in to more Disney IP. I mean, you have Pixar Pier now. You're getting Marvel. Um, you know, I, I love the retheme of Buena Vista Street to kind of 1920s California. That's a retheme? 
Yeah, so it wasn't. It was oh, just wow. kind of a mixture of because like they had the Golden Gate Bridge, like a miniature. Of oh, they that, did like, at the entrance. Oh, I didn't remember um, that. So they kind of rethemed it to like this is the California that Walt first saw when he arrived. Yeah, in California, which I, I like, but uh, I would say at this point, Hollywood Land is kind of a relic of California Adventure 1.0, and I would just lean in at this point to IP and either bridge it with with Marvel oh, uh, as, okay. as they bring in Marvel uh, or do bring in another IP there and and I don't I don't know if you lean into monsters yeah because I don't think that's popular enough no but bring in something to kind of get because at one point they had those like parties in Hollywood oh, yeah. as well yeah they had the Mad Tea Party and for, for Alice, and they had the... Uh, I liked Electronica, which is based on Prague. Okay, yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of that just didn't work, and so I think they need to just go all in with some sort of IP and, and just kind of redo it. I hear what you're saying, although now that I think about the land itself, like, there's a lot of, like, warehouses. Yeah, like, which are supposed to be, like, stage whatever. Yeah. I know, you could do a pretty cool Monstropolis, because Monstropolis is, like, a city. Yeah. So, like, you could you could put, like, cool decals or, like big eyes popping out of like imagine like a big monster like living inside one of those warehouses it'd be a risky to double down on monsters and be like we're gonna spend hundreds of millions of dollars making this land like monsters land but instead of so you go into Buena Vista Street and then you would turn the corner and that whole little area maybe could be like Monstropolis so like Hollywood land would connect to animation studio would connect to the theater down there would connect to Carthay Circle but then but they just put the Mickey's Philhar Magic there. Maybe you yeah. could do like a different Monsters Inc. 4D thing. You could take one of those warehouses, make it another dark. I don't know, but yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of various IP that they could put in there that yeah. could last. Yeah. Because um, I just I don't think monsters would last. I don't think so either. Uh, but like it would work. But you're right. I don't know if it would last. It's true. We've talked about I we've talked about this before. But what if they leaned in on frozen oh. and you've you've got in the animation building yeah you've got the meet and greet with on yeah. so you've got the show at hyperion yeah what if you made where hollywood land is like arendelle wow because when when frozen was big yeah. they actually put a lot of frozen stuff over there that's where the olaf meet and greet was i've met olaf that's where there. that's where like the the little like uh, uh Ski, not ski, um, skate rink was. Yeah. And you could throw like little dinky snowballs around. That's a good idea. Um, And like, I don't know, maybe you could do something with that and make that like Frozen Land. I don't know. Because the the actual facade of Monsters, Inc. is like pretty big. Like it's tall. You could make that a mini castle, like like her snow castle, her ice castle or something. That'd be kind of cool. Because we've talked about how they don't, they haven't, I don't think they've quite used Frozen the, uh, to their full advantage, they did when it first came out, and they kind of reskinned other things and put Frozen there temporarily. Mm-hmm. But with Frozen Two coming, maybe they could do something with that. I don't know. Or because Hollywood's trying to capture like a city vibe, they could maybe do like a Zootopia thing yeah. and like make it Zootopia, and uh, you could still like the the little um, cab thing would still work. Like yeah. you drive a cab through the different like here's the. Ferretland. Here's the the main downtown area. You Instead know, that of could a work. cab, yeah, a police car. 
Oh, that's it. Where Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde are like driving you around. Oh, that's, we did it. We figured it out. <laughs> and then you would use that whole area to be Zootopia. That'd be a huge hit. Love it. All right. So um, my number three is Monsters, Inc., but I, apparently there's uh, room to improve. That. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, your number... Three. You go to your number three? Yeah. Okay. You're doing uh, no, your number three. Okay. My, little, my number three, I'll go quick on this one, is the Little Mermaid ride. I just love that building. It's so yeah, a cool. Short, a pretty short queue. Yeah. Short queue. And I'm fine with that. Any queue that's quick, I'm good with. Um, but like, if you look down below, I think they managed to put like seashells down below. So they kind of like bring in this under the water vibe. But and I love the King Triton guy at the top. Like he's <laughs> awesome looking. At nighttime, when you're in line, there's hundreds of these really cool old school looking light bulbs that just give this really cool vibe to it. And then when you kind of enter the show building, it's just fun. Like really vibrant colors, really cool. I enjoy the motif of the Fantasyland rides where they have like a really cool like uh, mural on the back wall of Pinocchio and those, who are those guys in Pinocchio that kind of trick them? Oh, dear John, John yeah, is a John I, guy yeah, or something, names, right? Yeah. Like they're there or with Mr. Toad, they put this cool facade of his manor in the back. And when you board the ride, they have these really cool drawings. And so I appreciate that little mermaid. You board the ride, cool drawings. The, uh, I enjoy the rides where you just kind of walk right on. Like I'm a big fan of Haunted Mansion has. Maybe that's same, why I like Haunted yeah, Mansion same, so much. Uh, same kind of ride. Omni move or yeah, whatever it yeah. is. So you just kind of like walk right on. Boop, love him. Love that. And so it's a, it's a quick line, but it's a cool line. And at nighttime it has, well, like all these do, but at nighttime I think it's a kind of a showstopper when you walk around and see that big facade at night. So I have just... One thought on this one is um, the Disney World version of Little Mermaid is better, isn't is it? Is better, yeah, because it's uh, like what's it like? So it's it's basically like Prince Eric's castle. Oh, okay, but it's you know if you remember the movie, his castle is kind of built in to this like oh, sand dune. Oh yeah, kind of thing. It's like a and cove. You know, you know it's, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, a little cove, right? Yeah, and so the facade is like that. It's like Prince Eric's That's neat. castle. And then as you go through the queue, there's like, it's like kind of this uh, beach area and this kind That'd of sand cool. is built up. And so, yeah, I think, uh, I really, I think that is better than the California Adventure version. Is there real water? Is there like a real like lagoon that they kind of, is it like, cause there's a big lake, right? Yeah. Isn't there some, do they kind of like build that into the line or no? I don't, I don't think so because okay. it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, in the middle of other attractions. Oh. Yeah, so okay. I, I don't remember that. It might, it might. I just don't remember. Okay, and is it in Fantasyland? Yeah, it's kind of, if I remember right, it's kind of um, at the edge of Fantasyland as you are making your way to New Fantasyland, like where the Seven Dwarfs okay. Mine Train is and Beast, the Beast Castle and everything. Yeah. So it's almost like they were building it bef just before they decided, hey, let's uh. make New Fantasyland. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... The, yeah, I, I like the California Adventure one, especially because the line is typically never longer than five to ten minutes. Yes, yes. So, but yeah, that building is really cool and, and a much better use of that building than what was previously <laughs> there. So. And like Monsters, Inc., though, it does suffer from, like, it feels a little out of place. Yeah. Usually the lines kind of can gel with the land, you know? But here, like, this has nothing to do with whatever. What even is that? Is it Paradise 
Gardens now or something? Well, yeah, I I don't know if they've lost Paradise Gardens because they still have the Paradise Gardens restaurant. But oh, you're right. But, but I don't. It's not called Paradise Pier anymore, so I don't know where that fits because um, does I can't the Rivers of America in Disneyland yeah. are called the Rivers of America. Yeah, yeah. I can't think. Are the is the lake where like World of Color is called something? At California That's a good Adventure? question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, uh, but I I would imagine it would go along with that. Yeah, but because I just thought of this, like it's it's so close to the water, like because Little Mermaid's all about underwater, and it's like the, you can see the water, but there's just like this giant gap of concrete in the middle. If it wasn't there, if it could be like literally on the water, how cool would that be? Well, and then on the, uh, the restaurant on the pier, yeah. it used to be called, it's not, it's not that anymore, it used yeah, to be Ariel's that's Grotto. Right. That's right. So I that's think right. they were trying to mm, theme it somehow, but I see. it wasn't working. Or there's I, too I much know. concrete <laughs> separating them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Little Mermaid is your... Number three. Yes. So should we do what my my number two, your number four? Yep. Let's do do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my number two, um, and Mark's number four is Soren. Uh, and if you want to call it Soren over California, you can as well. Uh, but right now it's just called Soren. And uh, the the outside is just a typical switchback turnaround line. So it's not the greatest, but the show building, once you get inside, I just love. Uh, this is, uh, you enter into that building and you're just in the middle of California aviation history. Yes. Uh, they've got so many cool pictures and, and signs that you can read and um, you're learning. Uh, this is one of, I think, the only cues in the parks where you're i, I think you might genuinely learn <laughs> yeah. something uh-huh. uh because as much as we love haunted mansion or indiana jones or whatever um you're actually uh, this is educational mm-hmm. which i find really interesting and fascinating so um the the whole again we've talked about this before but the concept of the early version of california adventure being kind of a celebration of california um and california's history I think we've lost a little bit of that. True. Uh, yeah. But this, for whatever, probably because the ride is cool and fun. Yeah. They've held on to that. So uh, aviation is a huge part of, of California's history. So um, some great music is pumped in there. Uh, yeah. Soren has a great theme. It does. Uh, a theme song. Uh, and so uh, I really enjoy listening to that. The, the ceiling is really high. And so you just get this big perspective mm-hmm. uh, on things. I love that. Um, you kind of you split off two different ways once you get down to the bottom of the ramp, uh, and then what beats Putty Patrick Warburton <laughs> late nineties giving you flight instructions as you uh, about to board exactly, uh, and you have like the the kind of frumpy looking dad with the Mickey hat oh, yes. on and and Putty. Like berates him, for, him. Like, yeah. for like wearing that hat. So uh, yeah, it's just a fun, enjoyable uh, line that uh, once you're in that building, it's a really cool experience. It is. And I appreciate the lighting is really, we talked a little bit about it, but like I think down below, I remember the, the kind of like these red lights, kind of like a runway yes, strip, yes. you know, that's really neat. And on a hot day, like it's a nice to spend good 30, 40 minutes in that line, but it's one of those things where you want to fast pass because if you get caught outside, there ain't much to see. Yeah, it's almost like 
there's a bunch of concrete walls everywhere. So like you really can't see out into the Redwood Creek area. It's kind of like just switch back after switch back, which could be rough. Well, and that's a really good fast pass because it doesn't just take you into the building. It takes you to the bottom of the ramp at the building. So all you have to do is go down either left or right and you're essentially boarding. So a really good fast pass uh, uh, is uh, Soren. Yeah. Uh, So that Soren is my number two favorite line and your number four yes so we need to do your number two got it uh so what is your number two so favorite i'm line? surprised your number two isn't on this list so tell me why well first it's radiator springs i would like to hear why it's not on your list so when we were compiling this i was i was thinking about like what is the best experience ah. as you're as you're waiting in line got like it. what's the theme um uh, what are you looking at? That sort of thing. And with Radiator Springs, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever actually waited in the standby line. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's either Fast Pass or Single Rider, which is probably the best single rider line at either park. Um, so when it came to talking about what's in the line, I can I don't really know. Okay. I don't think I've ever <laughs> actually stood in the standby line. Um, so... Um, I love I love the theme of it. I love how it looks and and uh, the music that's pumped in there. And uh, again, we've talked about before. It, it really I think gets you ready for the ride experience that you're about to have. Yeah. But when it came to putting together my list, it's just I don't think I've actually fully experienced the line itself, so I couldn't put it on the list. So <laughs> why is it your number two? Okay. Mainly because the whole, I, I still cannot believe how they built this thing that looks like it's rocks that have been eroded over thousands of years, but it's not. It's just styrofoam yeah. that they just put in the middle of Anaheim. <laughs> but it's incredible. And I love how on the ride you get real close to it. And the, like you, you said, I only really know the fast pass line. So the fast pass line, you get a walk through down the ramp. And then you get to like the point where your line stops and they have a really cool fountain. Yeah. Really yeah. cool fountain with like a, I think it's how the place was founded is because they have this like, it looks like a car built out of the rock. And so imagine people got here or cars got here or whatever and they kind of saw this cool looking thing made out of rock that looked like it'd been there forever and it's sprouting water. So they kind of like built their whole almost like a memorial or yeah something. yeah it's really cool and they have i think a, a cool little waterfall area people throw pennies in there i really enjoy that and just the closer you get to the ride you kind of enter you enter the the rock wall facade and and i just think getting on is just a little cave inside of this really awesome rock structure and so it's my favorite part in Disneyland is Cars Land, and my favorite part of it is the facade of this ride. And so the fact that you get to see it up close and personal probably is why it's up there for me. So we've talked about this before, but Cars is not our favorite franchise. No. and But the ride is one of our favorite attractions at, yeah. at Disneyland and California yeah. Adventure. And this line is one of your favorites. So, mm-hmm. like... How did they? How did they make this movie franchise that is not your favorite? How did they? How did they? Kind of maybe. I don't. They didn't change your mind as far as the movies. No. But they have transported you into Radiator Springs, 
and you love it, and yet you don't like necessarily like the movie. So how'd they do that? I don't think the problem with the movie is the characters. Okay. And the characters are cool. And like a car where you see the eyes and the mouth, like that's cool. And you can tell by how many billions of dollars of yeah. merchandise they've sold. Like these are very cool characters. And I love that it's not just like a re if it was a retelling of like Cars 1 or Cars 2, it'd be like, I don't know. But they double down on the environment and on the characters not so much the story and i think that's the main problem with those cars movies is the stories aren't very good but like i love how when you're in in the line i said this before but like they're not playing the theme of cars they're yeah. not playing life is a highway over and over again they're playing these really cool 1940s 1950s rock and roll songs and so you feel like you're in the 1950s anytime you can feel like you're in a different place is cool. They capture that with the music wonderfully. They make you feel like you're in a different place wonderfully. And I like Lightning McQueen and Mater and the fire truck car and the police, I don't know their names, but like the policeman car, <laughs> like they're cool. And seeing big animatronic versions of them, I like. So I get it. I, the, of course the best part is the race at the end, but the indoor parts, I enjoy those because I do like those characters. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get to my number one, okay. which is your number. Oh, it's not on your list. No, and I have, I have my own reasons why. So okay. I think the big thing is my number one is your number four. So maybe you can do your number one, okay. and then we'll end with my number one. Okay, sounds good. Okay. All right, so my number one is Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout, and Tower of Terror. I'm okay, kind so of putting them together. Is that cheating? If, if we could put them together... And I probably should have because we have rides that don't, don't exist anymore. But now that I'm thinking, your number one would be my number one if I thought about it better. <laughs> so uh, I'll talk about because it sounds like you like Tower of Terror it'd be, more. It'd than be number Guardians. one in a heartbeat. Okay, for me. So I'll talk about Guardians first, okay. and then we'll talk about Tower of Terror. Sounds good. Okay. So the reason why I think I like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one uh, might be. My favorite MCU movie. Wow. Okay. Uh, it. I don't think it's the best MCU movie, but it might be my favorite. Gotcha. Uh, and I think they did again. This I've, I sound repetitive, I guess, but I think they really did a good job of kind of putting you into the movie a little bit. I think the collector is kind of a one-off random character, and so probably some people are like, "Who the heck is that guy?" Yeah. Like, it's just Benicio del Toro in this weird costume. But if you're an MCU fan, um, I think it does a good job of again putting you into his, you know, museum or whatever it is, and uh, the the things to look at that he has in his collection are pretty cool. Some of them are interactive and mm. move. There's the there's the Russian dog that That's is looking cool. at you. Yeah. And the, there's like little paw prints on the glass, and so I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and there's just little hints of the movies as well. And then the big giant uh, screen that has tells you basically the backstory of the ride where he has captured the guardians and is putting him putting them in in his collection. Yep. And uh, they do a good job of setting that up, and there's some fun jokes between the guardians, and um, you can you know probably a lot of the uh, probably a lot of those actors would consider that just like a paycheck, and like I'm gonna kind of half ass. <laughs> this role or whatever yes. but 
they feel like the Guardians. They do to me, and like the makeup looks good, and yeah. you can tell it's not like the Indiana Jones voice. You can tell it's not Harrison yeah, Ford, yeah. but like no, that's Chris Pratt, <laughs> that's Gamora. You can tell. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of part of the of the line is cool. Now, I I jump straight to that part of the building. Yeah. If you're outside, it stinks. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's hot and yeah. you get all sweaty. But once you get to the big show building, it, you're right. It's really cool, but. Um, then you get into the kind of the pre-show area with Rocket, and I've mentioned this before, but I love that they kind of based this ride on Rocket, mm-hmm. and instead of the other Guardians, uh, because like Chris Pratt and Star Lord are, are basically the main character of the Guardians franchise, and yet they used Rocket, which I which I really like. Yeah. Um, and that sequence is really cool. That an, that animatronic uh, is really cool. Um, so the, I think they got the Guardians vibe. Really, uh, really well. They 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 got it down. Um, now it does feel out of place, I think, because <laughs> the rest of Marvel Land's not there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I really enjoy that line. But I do think the Tower of Terror is probably better. And it sounds like you have some things to say about that. Yeah. Uh, but I love that it was original. Mm. And it wasn't original California Adventure. It's original to uh, Disney World. Mm. But the actual story itself is this original hotel that is haunted, and they based it on the Twilight Zone. And just like Haunted Mansion, you enter into this kind of creepy space, and and uh, they really sell the whole vibe of, like, this is this rundown decrepit hotel uh and and they really built a, a world because i think you have an easier time of making people buy oh this is like the guardians because they've seen it in the movies and they kind of know what it should look yeah. like uh, but with tower of terror you're making this all original thing and i think you have to be even more creative and more detailed when it comes to that and so i think they did a really good job of uh, of creating that so what do you think about tower of terror and then why Maybe why don't you necessarily like the Guardians part? Got it. So Tower of Terror, like you said, is awesome because like I buy that you're entering a hotel, like you're at a hotel lobby, but there's cobwebs everywhere mm-hmm. and there's dust on the furniture, but the furniture looks cool and you just can really get into it where like, I don't know who the collector is. Uh, I saw the movie, but I was like, I don't really know who he is or what's going on, but you can know nothing about Twilight Zone, but like get it like, oh, this is cool. Like I kind of know where I am. And it made sense, like you said, with Hollywood land, it was like fit perfectly. And sometimes when the cast members are there, they look kind of goofy, like, or their their costume doesn't add much to what's going on. Mm -hmm. But this one, like they were part of the show and yes. I really thought that was cool because the cast members make you feel like you're a guest at the hotel similar to in Disneyland with the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. the cast members give you that vibe of like they're the maids and the butlers of the mansion and then they're the the clerks at the hotel of, at Tower of Terror so I really like that Guardians I don't get any vibe they're just like you're wearing some vaguely weird sci-fi weird costume, sci-fi yeah. costume I guess you work for the collector or something <laughs> yeah. I don't really know but also I I remember really liking once you got past the 
kind of show pre-show and entered the like is it a basement or it's like the pipes like what yeah so what would it be I, I well, think, how would you describe I it i think the story is that you're in like the utility yeah, the, yeah, stuff yeah it's uh, the elevator that you're on yeah. is not one of the guest elevators it's <gasps> one of the that's right elevators that's I right think, that's right that's right that takes you to the the basement and the uh like where the uh furnaces and all that stuff yeah you know? Uh, and so I, I, so you go up inside the uh, kind of the back area of the hotel. Yes. Guests don't normally go. That makes sense. But I think with the Guardians ride, technically, like, you're a regular visitor. You're not, like, a seat. You're raising your hand to give access, but it's, like, it's Rocket who's doing all the behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff. You're just a regular visitor. So to go from the collector's place to, like, where am I now? It kind of, like, loses a little bit of the story, whereas with Tower of Terror, that whole area fit perfectly with what the story was. So I don't really love the Guardians um, kind of, like, behind-the-scenes cue, but I love the Tower of Terror one. Have you seen the uh, the Guardians um, little dance show that they do? Out? I have, okay. yeah. Do, yeah. Do you think that adds to the, the atmosphere and the ambiance of the ride itself, or is that just... Good question. I think it's cool. I what I saw was a show with Star Lord and Gamora, which was cool. But I think I've heard them do like a dance party with Groot and like cool music. Like I'd be cool with that. Like just pumping out more classic rock hits. Like that'd be fun. Uh, The show it was cool. Like the actors were really good, but I don't think it was like that memorable. I would have doubled down on the fun party. Rock music. If, it's if me. they're if they're pumping classic rock music yeah. into the line, does that up it for you? Interesting. That would be cool. That'd be very cool. But I think there's just if you're in standby, it's just too much switchbacks, okay. back and forth, back and okay. forth, back and forth. Um, and I think I don't like the Guardians too much, just because a little bit of spite. Like the Tower of Terror line was so good. <laughs> if we're talking about rides. I got no problem. But if we're talking about lines, I'm upset because I like the line. I like the world building of the Tower of Terror ride so much. Have uh, excuse me, a random question. Yeah. Have you seen the Tower of Terror movie? There's a movie? There's a movie, yeah, from like the 90s. No. It's like Steve Gutenberg. I think is in it. Oh my gosh, is it a direct to video? Yeah, I think so. Oh gosh. Yeah, it, uh, but it, it essentially gives you the backstory, essentially, of the ride. <laughs> uh, so I would, uh, I'd look into that. A classic. <laughs> classic 90s Disney. Classic, uh, yes. Take advantage of every IP that you have and make <laughs> every movie that you can, and hopefully it'll uh, spark some oh, sequels. Funny. That's great. <laughs> so, okay, so um, that was my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're to your number one, which is not on my list as well. So our both of our number ones were not on each other's lists. Uh, isn't it your number four? Oh, it is my number four. Oh man, see there you go. Okay, see so you like it more than you think you okay, like. Okay, there it. you go. Yeah. Uh, so what's your number one? My number four. Grizzly River Run. Okay, tell me why. Okay, uh, the line itself is good. Like you kind of wind your way through. Uh, kind of like a ranger station sort of yeah. where you see like camping supplies and imagine like the people who would work here, like this is where they live and canoes that they would use to like travel through. The music's great. The whole like it just takes you to this part of California, which I love. But the main reason I have this is number one is the most underrated part of California Adventure is there's a walkway 
I've mentioned before, a walkway that goes behind the ride where there's an amazingly cool waterfall. Mist kind of shoots up at nighttime. It's like crazy awesome. And it's kind of a longer trail and you kind of walk behind the ride. It's not part of the line, but it's not part of the ride either. It's part of like the whole vibe of the ride. When I did it with my passes, I was just floored at how awesome it was. And every time we go now, I go out of my way to kind of walk along this path. And so I think that's why it's, it's number one. I have such good memories of that little like secret because Disneyland's huge, so crowded. Anytime I can find something where it's like not many people know about it, it's like a secret area where there's not too many people, I just flip over that stuff. So that's why it's my number one. Cool. I know they do a good job with kind of hiding the switchbacks. They do. Because yeah, yeah. you're kind of, like you said, you're going around these various things. And, yeah. Um, the, the ranger station is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do enjoy that. Um, there's, if the line gets too long, it, it doesn't feel too long because, again, uh, like they put you on that bridge yes. as well. So you're kind of overlooking the ride itself mm-hmm. and you're seeing people, mm-hmm. especially at the end of the end of the ride as they do the big drop and then they're coming back and those geysers are shooting up yeah. and you get to laugh at people as <laughs> yeah. they get wet. So I think for me, why it's not higher yeah. is because the impending dread that I feel <laughs> as I get closer, closer to being soaked. You got to <laughs> start... Putting your cell phones in your backpack, yeah, uh, put your backpack on your stomach, like yeah. reverse backpack they, they style. They do have lockers that we usually they take do. advantage of. Yeah, yeah. Free? Um, I think like you have Universal to pay. Studios? I'm oh, pretty okay. sure you have to pay by like, it's like a rate. Or wow, rate or I don't know that. I think, Interesting. But they do have lockers you can put your stuff in. Um, but then like I've debated with my wife several times about like, should we buy a poncho for this? Should we not <laughs> buy a poncho for this? And then you're in line and you're like, we don't have a poncho. Should I get out of line? Like, cause they have that little, uh, they have the store. They do. Like, uh-huh. the a store right yes. next to the ride. And you're yes. like, okay, like if I hop out of the ride, if I hop, hop out of line, you can save our place and I'll get a couple of pon- But And so we're having this debate, like, and I'm like, I don't care. I just don't want to be wet. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I do like about the loading area is, uh, the kind of little spinning mm-hmm. kind of circular thing. And then you kind of board the tube and it's kind of moving. It's mm-hmm. like almost like a Omnimover. Yeah, you're uh, right. And so uh, I do like that part, but for me, it's just like the, the knowledge that I, like, because again, I've, I talked about this with Splash Mountain based on where you sit in Splash Mountain, you kind of know how wet you're going to get. True. If you sit in the very front, you're getting soaked. If you sit in the very back, you might get a little wet, but not too bad. With this, it's completely random. I know because it's spinning around, and I, for whatever reason, I'm typically the person who sits next to the door, okay. which has the little dip in it, which is where <laughs> most of the water spills. In. And your shoes just yeah. get soaked. Yeah. So, just for me, it's like I know as the closer I get, that's the closer I'm getting to being soaked. So, and uh, I, that's probably why it's number four on my list. That's probably funny. why I thought it wasn't on my list at all. Uh, but maybe that's indicative of, uh, again, some of these cues not being that great at California Adventure. Good point. And I, uh, there's a fondness for me because it's an original. Yeah. And like I've said before, I like the original California Adventures way more than most people do. And so that speaks to me too. Yeah. And another good, another good again, soundscape of uh-huh. California Adventure because there's a lot of screaming going there on. There is, yes. Uh, and, and, you can and, hear the water churning. Yes. yes. So, yeah, uh, yeah definitely. I, I can de- totally see why it's uh, your number one. So, yeah. uh, 
that is our uh, top five cues at California Adventure. Yeah, I I think Marvel Land, based on what Star Wars Land has been like, I'm excited to see what they come up with because I couldn't imagine you just doing switchbacks for a ride anymore. Like they just don't do that anymore. Yeah, and uh, like if they use any of the pre-existing Marvel rides that they have at very other parks, like they have the Iron Man experience and they have the Ant-Man and the Wasp, like similar to Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure what those lines are like, but I'm sure I have a feeling the Iron Man experience it, it, it would be almost like Haunted Mansion where you're in this room cool. uh-huh. and then I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be like, you go inside Stark Industries and you mm-hmm. see a pre-show and then you suit up and that's yes, it yes. So like, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see kind of the future of, of what California Adventure has to offer. And funny enough that each of us chose rides that no longer exist instead of anything in Pixar Pier. Not <laughs> yeah. a single Pixar Pier ride, yeah. a queue, is here. So for me, I think my one of my favorite rides at California Adventure is Toy Story Midway Mania. Mm-hmm. Terrible line. It is. It has the really cool Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. But once you're in line, it stinks. And if it's a long line, there's a lot of switchbacks. And then you go into that room that is just completely bare of anything. I know. I know. Um, I know. The, you know, where Incredicoaster is, is just a, basically like a Six Flags line queue there's no theming and i haven't been on it since it's been a credit coaster so my hope is that there's some incredible stuff in the line but it's essentially just like a roller a, a typical roller coaster line yeah so um, that's why at least for me there's nothing on for pixar pier because it's they're just your normal average lines that you would see at other theme parks Exactly. Plus, you got like Grizzly River Run and Soarin' kind of transports you soundscape-wise to this cool flats or these cool wilderness places. The Incredicoaster is just so loud. Like, yeah. my kids are kind of sensitive to loud noises, and so their ears are covered the whole time because there's just this loud roller coaster going through. Maybe that's part. It's like you can't really enjoy the line because every 45 seconds you have to stop your conversation and wait for that <laughs> big old coaster to make its way through and i know you've mentioned before that the for goofy sky school yeah the line itself isn't that good but you like the fast pass for it love it is that just because it's quick you just get straight on or totally like any fast pass where i can get the fast pass and five minutes later i'm in the fast pass line is awesome all right so that's our uh, discussion on the best cues at disney's california adventure So uh, we thank you for listening today to 55 and Main. All right. See you later, guys.